to have you on board on a a wet Tuesday, cold Tuesday. Cold in the sense of ice is everywhere, but uh, not bad overall. Got up this morning, had a good roundabout to the the gym and a couple of places I ran to and then headed home. A little slick on uh, the side streets, but not bad on the main roads. But boy, you walk through a parking lot, you better do it on ice skates. Ooh, be careful out there. Don't fall and break a hip or anything like that. Welcome to the program. Good to have you today on this Tuesday. And uh, today's the day where you wake up and you kind of go, okay, the Packers aren't in it now. Now what? So we'll get into that discussion coming up today. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff. We've got Eric Branchek's going to join us today. Jim Ozarski's going to make his weekly appearance, talk a little box basketball. Ryan Ward of the Green Bay Press-Gazette's going to be here today to talk about the, the culmination of the Packers' season. So we've got that coming up. So got a lot of good stuff on tap today, and uh, you and I will chat a lot uh, as to what's next. And there's some questions that I, I want to ask, and I know it's more dreaming questions than it is reality questions, but I'm going to ask you some things today. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, if you want to hit us up, you can, 877-867-1670, Find us. Uh, you can also track us down over on uh, X, Twitter. Uh, find us there uh, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or at Wisco Grant, at Wisco Grant. You can also find us over on Instagram, The Bill Michael Show on Instagram, and uh, Facebook, the same thing, facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. Watch each and every day. Subscribe. Smash the button. Smash the put- button. And uh, that is for uh, YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels, M I C H A E L S, Bill Michael Show. And you can watch the show each and every day. You can also find us on Twitch TV and Kick TV, uh, the apps you can download on your phone. And you can find us there. Same thing, Bill Michaels Show. Uh, Bill Michaels over on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find uh, the email address simply thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And then thebillmichaels.com is the actual website, uh, the app uh, of our mighty flagship out of the, uh, the, the city that is Madison. The Zone, Z-O-N-E, The Zone, W-O-Z-N, The Zone, Madison. And then you can find us after the fact, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever your favorite podcasts are. So there you go. Good stuff. Grant, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. It was a little slippery. It was very rainy. So we've gone from two degrees and absolutely freezing to 40 degrees and raining in about a week. Makes sense. Yeah. I uh, did. Now, I heard you were yelling profanities in front of elderly people today. Yeah, I, <laughs> damn it, I, I stepped out of my, I, I left my apartment, I stepped out the main door and I almost slipped, so I grabbed yeah. the railing and I, I said a word, and this old woman is out there getting her mail, she just turned and gave me a look. I'm like, okay, let's, right. you know, let's, you, without, who's without sin, you can cast the first stone, like that grandma's right. never said a swear word falling on the ice before. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, hopefully she doesn't, well, if she ever fell and like busted up the hip, I'm sure one will fly out. That's for sure. But, and, and if uh, she I does, I'll be there to help her, her neighbor. Okay. Well, that's a good neighbor. There you go. Uh, that What is that? Uh, the State Farm confer- commercial? We're, we're a good neighbor? Yes. State Farm is there. There you go. Um, you've got, uh, I was this morning speaking of uh, older people uh, heading into the gym, and the parking lot to the gym, it was still slushy and stuff. But when you hit the actual sidewalk, that was that was treacherous. That was you better walk in the snow. 
and you better like smash some snow out on the uh, to give you a little traction because it was just it was glass it was just a sheet of ice so and they were throwing salt down and the salt would get covered up and then it would you know it would freeze over and because the ground is so cold not that I want to get into the meteorological aspect of this but the ground is so cold so it hits the ground and it freezes and then you're waiting for it to you know anyway uh, whatever but that being said so I got over to the gym today, and there was a few people that uh, – but I'll, I'll say this. The one thing about bad weather, the gyms are empty. There, there was only about 25, 30 people there. There was hardly – normally it's a couple hundred. Today, 20, 25 people maybe, something like that. It was wide open. Treadmills open, benches open, hammer strength equipment open. Uh, you get uh, your normal uh, – some of the older people that, that go to the back room and they do the circuits together in their little class – uh, they were all together. For the most part, the main body of the gym, wide open today. I love that. Love it when it's, when it's bad. Man, if it's bad weather, that's where you'll find me. Go to the gym. That's what I like to do. So went there today and got the workout in. And, uh, no, it's really weird because usually I'll go to the gym and there'll be a discussion. And I can always find something by either going to a gym, going to a restaurant, being out in public, you know, somewhere where you can hear o- overhear somebody talking. Today, nothing. There was There was nothing. It's just... It's everybody just walking around like zombies and just, you know, uh, no football. I don't got football. No no Packers. I don't know what to do. You know, for the last 23 weeks, you've had Packers, and now you don't. And it's just, it's a weird, weird ending. You know, I mean, when you go, because you still have Bucks basketball. You still got college basketball. I'm excited about that. The, the Badgers, obviously, 13th in the country, and they're having a hell of a season. Marquette uh, is playing well. We got two teams in the top 25, which has been great. You got, uh, you know, Bucks. Uh, we'll talk with Jim Ozarski about the Bucks. I... I don't, I don't know about the Bucks, man. I'll, I'll, I'll say it right now that if the Bucks don't change their ways, I, who cares about the postseason? Because they're going to get bounced. They're going to get bounced. They, they just, they're, they're going to get bounced. Watching them play over the weekend, yeah, not, uh, not the way to go. Uh, so we'll get into that discussion. Brewers, by the way, we got some uh, Brewers rumors to talk about that I was uh, reading. I thought, well, you know, I'll start, you know, kind of going back to, because stuff pops up all the time on my phone, and I, every now and then I'll see a, a headline about the Brewers. So a Brewers headline, I was like, what a minute, wait, what? Could they be really, really in the market for a real first baseman? We shall see. By the way, pitchers and catchers report in three weeks. Did you know that, Grant? Three w- yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's the last week of January. Jeez, holy smokes. Yeah, yep. Three weeks, pitchers and catchers report. So, <laughs> I which I'm all for. I can't wait. Uh, I'm already, uh, yesterday I was out. Uh, uh, I had to run a few errands yesterday, and I was uh, trying to do some, some business meetings and stuff. And Kristen called and said, hey, do we have this date open and this date open and this date open? I'm like, I, I believe so. I, I don't know why. And it's it's weekday stuff, but... It's all Brewers games. You know, she's hosting the suite for her, her company at the Brewers games. She said, we got uh, this planned and we got that planned. And then, are you doing an opening day broadcast? Yeah. Where are you doing it? People want to come. Okay, we're doing it down at Stanley's. Okay, we'll see you down there. We're going to get a couple tables. And it's just, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's that time of year. You know, it's that time of year. So, anyway, that being said, so we've got all that going on. Uh, so, today, where we kind of kick things off is... <sighs> No Packers, obviously. So here's here's the here's the next question: How much better do you think, and or what are the realistic expectations for next year's football team? 
if you want to start to if you want to get into the dare to dream mode, what is the expectation for next year? Are we back to the tradition of Super Bowl or bust? Uh, should we be? I mean, I at this point in time, you're going to kind of watch and see how the offseason stacks up. But should we be? Because every year with Favre, every year with Rodgers, it's Super Bowl or bust, man. Super Bowl or bust. Now you've got what is considered to be the youngest team in the National Football League. We all know that. Blah, blah, blah. We've all been there. Uh, now you've got a team that's young, experienced. You've found talent. You know you've got a lot of things that are solidified. You know you can upgrade. You can always look for additional pieces. You can find some things in free agency. You believe you have your quarterback. But next year, should we be going into the season Super Bowl or bust? You know, now there's always X factors. There's always injuries. That always plays a a huge part in all of this. We all know that. Because you could have Jordan Love go down at any time. And who do you have as a backup? And I think this year is one of those years where you're going to start seeing backups make a little bit more money because of the multitude of starting quarterbacks that went down with injury this year. Uh, some big names, too, obviously. So, you know, next year going into the season, do you put a little more effort and, and emphasis on the backup quarterback? But what should the expectation be? And I I, I was uh, – I, I have to – I hate to admit that, but I was watching the whole Josh Allen dissertation this morning because uh, it was on at the gym uh, on the ESPN. And they're just just killing Josh Allen. Just they, between him and Dak Prescott, those are the two lightning rods, man. And they're killing them uh, over and over again. And then they're thinking about what the window is and whether the window is closed and this and that. And the window, they were talking about the windows that were opening. And the, one of the mentions was the Packers. And I agree. But the question then becomes, what should the expectation be for next year? Should it be Super Bowl or bust? Also, also, after the month of May, and I, this, this I know the answer to, woulda, shoulda, coulda, and then what's reality? Should Jordan Love, after sitting, getting an opportunity, having a successful season, they gave him the good faith extension, should Jordan Love, looking around the rest of the league, seeing what we've seen, Joe Burrow, they're trying now to pay everybody in Cincinnati because Joe Burrow's got, he's got a pretty team-friendly deal, but he's still making a lot of money. But you got Lamar Jackson, you got Deshaun Watson, you got Dak Prescott, you got Aaron Rodgers, you got all these guys making serious cash. Serious cash. And teams are like, wait, you know, we we've we've shed pieces. Do you think Tariq Hill would still be with Kansas City if if Patrick Mahomes wasn't making forty million a year? Right? Right. So does Jordan Love need to look over that fence and say, I for his legacy? He needs to get to and win a Super Bowl or two, right? So should he take a team-friendly deal? Should he take a team-friendly deal? And then the other question we're going to ask, and this one's a little bit deeper, is what lies beneath? You're watching everything, uh, the Twitterverse unfold in Dallas, some things being said in, in Buffalo, and we know that, you know, Devondre Campbell has tweeted things out. We know his wife tweeted things out. We know that guys have stated things inside the walls of 1265. What lies beneath? What kind of a culture change is going to take place in Green Bay? Uh, and then the last question I have, now that uh, the Final Four is set, who are you pulling for? Are you with me on the uh, the Lions? 
Or are you thinking, no, their arrival in some way, shape, or form, I, I can't I can't do that. Can't go in the direction of the Lions. It's kind of where I'm at. I don't want to see Kansas City again. Uh, if I saw Detroit Baltimore Super Bowl, I'd be I'd be good with that, you know. We all believe it's gonna be San Francisco Baltimore. I mean, that's just because. But do who who are we pulling for? Are we are we sitting down on uh, Sunday next week and kind of rooting for the Lions? I know I am, but uh, who are we pulling for? So that's that's where everybody stands today. That's it. That's that's the lineup. And then we got Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette uh, and uh, the PackersNews.com. He's going to be joining us. We're also going to talk with Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette and the podcast after further review that he does with Pete Doherty. And uh, also our guy Jim Ozarski is going to be here today as well to talk some Bucks basketball. So we've got all of that upcoming. That We have now laid it all out and set the stage for you. So excited about today. We go into a little bit different direction, but excited about today. So I'm ready. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends down there at Calderon Club. We are heading down there on Saturday night. Going to be there Saturday night. Do Are you in town Saturday night, by the way, Grant? I think I might be. What's going on? Do you want to go to dinner with us? Oh, boy. Well, what, what are we Guess talking who's about? Coming. You're... Guess who's coming? Ooh, who? Guess who's coming to town to go to dinner? He's on this show. He chats with, uh, chats with us on this show. Clemens? Nope. Hmm. Someone more famous than Mike Clemens. I'm not even sure I can comprehend who that might be. Paul Charchian. No way. Yeah, I'd love yep. to meet Charch if he's around. Charch is coming. So if you want to come down, we're going to do dinner. We're going to officially christen the corner at Calderon Club coming up on Saturday night. Oh. So we've got we've got a group of 10. I, I would love to do that if I'm invited. Let me let me ask yeah. the actual boss of what we're doing this weekend, yes. and I'll, I'll get but back to you. Uh, but I will save you. I will say because we had a couple people that uh, – we, we, it was kind of a last-minute thing, and Gino wanted to do it and said, hey, let's uh, – because we can't do it the week after. We all leave for Super Bowl. The week after that, we're all coming back from Super Bowl. And then we're, that leaves us three, four weeks down the road. So he wanted to do it sooner rather than later. I said, you know what? Uh, yeah, we'll come down on Saturday night. I don't have anything going on, so let's do that. So we started to throw a few people together, and I said I would ask and see if you're coming to town. But uh, Chargian called me uh, a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, I think I'm going to be coming to town. I'm not sure. So I called him yesterday. His daughter is coming to town on a college visit, and so he said, yeah, I'll be there. So Paul's going to be there. Uh, I will touch base with our own Mike Clemens, and uh, and then if you and Rachel want to come along, come along. We were probably just going to make a frozen pizza Saturday night, would be the <laughs> guess. So it's not like but we don't have to set any plans aside last time I, I checked, unless there's All something right. I'm forgetting about this weekend. All right. We will be at 838 Old World, 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee, at Calderon Club. Friday night, I'm actually uh, doing a birthday party next door in San Giorgio. So I'm going to be doing a whole lot of spending down there at uh, those places. Our buddy Gino is uh, going to be uh, a cordial host. 838 Old World, 3rd Street, some of the best Italian food you're ever going to stick in the grill. That's Calderon Club in San Giorgio. More of the Bill Michael Show. Go. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, bang it. Welcome back. Good to have you, the Bill Michael Show. We continue on on a good day today. Enjoying the day today. Hopefully, uh, you are as well. Uh, all all the time. Looking forward to uh, chatting you up, 
so to speak. And uh, the the question is, you know, should the expectation be, should the expectation legitimately, should the expectation legitimately be Super Bowl or bust next year? Super Bowl or bust next year? Should that be the expectation? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Should that be the the expectation of this uh, of this team, if you will. And I look, I I think it's probably somewhat realistic, to be honest. I really do. I think uh, that you. I I don't think they're that far away. Maybe they played with a little bit of house money. Absolutely, this year that I'll go along with. But. Do you believe that this team is on the cusp of being right back in it? Uh, I mean, should should we even expect them to win the division? You know? Uh, Marv says, I'm done with football. Packers are out. I'll watch the Super Bowl, but not rooting for anybody. Okay. Uh, Chris says, uh, I'd say to Jordan, uh, make what you can. Uh, make uh, your one play away from uh, a career-ending injury, injury. Take all you can get. But I'm also uh, praying that he goes the Tom Brady route and make some serious coin but not strap the franchise like Rodgers did later in his career. Well, that's what I'm saying. So now you are at the point where he would be getting that next big deal. And he's only given you one year, you know, in kind of the prove-it year. And, and you know, I going over the numbers and looking where he kind of ended up, you, you ask yourself, what kind of a season did he legitimately have, right? You know, 17-game season, stayed healthy all year, which is fantastic, right? Uh, down the stretch, looked to, be, looked to be one of the best, no doubt about that. So I, I, I think you can take all of that into consideration. Had an incredible game uh, against... Had an incredible game against the Cowboys. We all know that. Uh, but you start to look and you go, okay, how far down the list is he? And this is for this is for quarterbacks that have played eight games or more. You've got Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, because Cousins played exactly eight games. Lamar Jackson, Tua, C.J. Stroud, Jake Browning played nine games. There's Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, Derek Carr. And slowly, steadily climbing throughout the year, coming in at number 10, is Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Jordan Love, by the way, second most touchdowns in the season. Second most. He went 32 touchdowns, 11 picks. Brock Purdy, 31 touchdowns, 11 picks. Jared Goff, 30 touchdowns, 12 picks. Josh Allen, by far the most picks in the National Football League, 29 touchdowns, 18 picks. Tua, 29 touchdowns, 14 picks. I mean, you got... Quite a few quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, 15 picks this year. Sam Howell, 21 picks this year. Um, when you, because for a, a long, oh, it still is, but you don't want double digit picks. And he ended up with 11 in his first campaign. That's pretty solid. You know, Joe Burrow, 10, Joe Burrow, 15 picks in the season. Or excuse me, 15 touchdowns on the season, nine picks in the season. But he only played in 10 games. Justin Herbert, 20 touchdowns, 7 picks. So he threw a lot more touchdowns than most of his counterparts. 
the only guy that had more touchdowns this season who had a really a regular season that was just phenomenal was Dak Prescott, which is why the whole thing with Dak Prescott's argument is he can't win in the postseason. He, he gargles on it. I mean, he just chokes everything away. But Dak Prescott, 4,516 yards, 265.6 yards per game, quarterback rating of 105.9, uh, 36 touchdowns, nine picks, completion percentage almost 70 at 69 and a half. 69 and a half. It's unheard of. And, and then goes and gargles on it right in the uh, postseason. The guy right behind him, and when it comes to touchdowns, Jordan Love. Jordan Love's completion percentage, the way it ended on the season. Now, he wasn't in the top 10. He was, uh, he ended up at 18th, 64.2%. But I had said all along, I just want to see him up above 63. He accomplished that. He accomplished that. I appreciate that. His yards per game average. He ended up, uh, what was it, uh, 7th? Seventh on the season, 244.6 yards per game. As far as sacks goes, he was one of the least sacked quarterbacks in the National Football League. He was 19th. Only had 30 sacks to his name. I mean, it, it was a hell of a year this year for Jordan Love. If you go by strictly the QBR, he ended up ninth this year. So then the question becomes, how much... How much do you believe he's worth? Now, remember, when you look at Jordan Love and, and you break down the season, you break down the games, um, there, there, was a, there was a time there where it was just not good. Just not good. And then there were times throughout the season that he was spectacular. He was spectacular. He threw, uh, what was it, two picks against Pittsburgh, threw a pick against the Giants in that game against DeVito. Uh, QBR was low in a lot of, you know, the, he came out smoking against the Bears, smoking against uh, Minnesota. Uh, 123 against uh, the Bears. Uh, well, I mean, he had 123.2 against the Bears and a 128.6 against the Bears. He dominated the Bears. 113.5 against Atlanta, had a three-touchdown day, did not look good against New Orleans, ran for a touchdown, also threw a touchdown, but threw a pick, had a low quarterback rate. You look at this. He went one, two, three, four, five, five, six. Six out of seven games where his quarterback rating was 72 or lower. The Denver game was 90, but it was a, it was a bad game. Two touchdowns, had the one pick, didn't do too much in that ball game. But the defense was giving it up. And then once he got really against the Rams that they won 20-3, to after that, the next game was Pittsburgh, and that wasn't a good game at all. Two touchdowns, two picks in that contest. Didn't do too much. 289 yards, uh, 21 of 40. Barely got over 50%. That was not a great game. But after that, a 108.5, 125.5, 118.6. Had the down game against the Giants in the Meadowlands. And then went 111.5, 109.1, 125.3, and 128.6. Then 157.2 against the Cowboys before final. The rating against the uh, San Francisco 49ers, 72.4. That's a, that's a hell of a season. That's a hell of a season. 
Well, and I, I think some Packers fans are worried because what the Giants just did with Daniel Jones, they kind of got caught because they went on a surprise playoff run. Right. And, and, and I get that. But Daniel Jones, the year that he got paid, he threw 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. Like right. he was in a Jordan Love threw 32 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. So, yeah, surprise playoff run. And it feels like the team is kind of backed into a corner needing to pay him. But at least Jordan Love's stats by the end of the year are awesome. Unlike and, Daniel right. Jones. And and Daniel Jones, we all knew the offense ran through Saquon Barkley. Now, we know this offense really kind of ignited once you had a fully Aaron Jones who came back. We understand that because the run game took a lot of pressure off the quarterback. But the quarterback still made plays where Daniel Jones just had to manage an offense. And that's I, that's the difference. And, and I, I while I don't want to see him spend them spend that kind of a money on a on a on a Daniel Jones esque type of deal, but I understand that's coming. I, I understand that's kind of the area. But how much can they front load it, pay him, and not hurt themselves in the back end? And that way if let's say it is a one hit or two hit wonder, they still have the ability to move on. Or to draft somebody and put some pressure else there. You know, just I, I think we're pretty safe. You know, I think we've probably now got more than just a toe in the pond. We're probably all the way up to our waist at this point going, yeah, I think this is the real deal. I think whether or not he's a Hall of Famer, I don't know. But I think we can go ahead and say, okay, this is this is definitely the direction we want to go. I think we're all there. Uh, let's go to Kyle listening to us in San Diego. Kyle, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Morning, Bill. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. I wanted to say I agree. I agree with your uh, comments that, yeah, we, we answered our question throughout the season of whether this guy is our man or not. And I'm, I believe so, question yeah. for the next season, what we what we definitely are saying to ourselves as fans is it's definitely a playoff predicted team. We're definitely going there. But if we want to be Super Bowl bound team, I think we need to manage our money. And I definitely just don't want Jordan Love to turn into an Albert Hainsworth. Exactly. I don't want to pay him all this money, and then he stops doing the drills, stops doing the Monday night meetings. I do believe he's somewhere in the 25 to 30 million a year range, but he's not going to perform the way he did if he doesn't have the team around him like he did this year. Correct. And Correct. we're such a young and, team, we need to keep them together. Correct. And the other thing to think of is a lot of these guys are on that, that rookie or second-year deal, so you're okay for a little while, but once you really start to – the cream rises to the top – you, you don't want to have to pay everybody just to remain relevant. You know what I mean? You want to be able to say, hey, we've got enough money to go around. I completely agree with you. And I think it's a good year to obviously get rid of Bakhtiari and reassess yes. the defense, maybe make a free agency move. We need probably a little more depth. And then, yeah, we go next year and then say if he performs and continues the numbers, then, yeah, give him the money. Yeah. Or either that I, or give him the support, yeah. give him the offensive line. Yep, I would go along with that. I, I, I appreciate the phone call, Kyle. I, look, I think three things that I would go after immediately. One is a backup running back. Two is additional line depth, depth. And if you can find yourself more tackles, find yourself more tackles. And then I would find yourself another or two weapons. You can never have, if you upgrade your weaponry, you are even that much better. You can never have too many weapons to throw to. We've seen it throughout the year. We saw wide receivers go down and teams not be the same. You can never have enough weapons. That was one lesson you'll, you'll learn. You'll learn the lesson with Favre. You'll learn it again with Rodgers. You can never have too many weapons. And once you get down to only one or two good guys, that's it. 
every time they go down, suddenly your offense stalls, and then you're trying to find guys that are going to be open, and the whole the whole thing. It, it becomes just a giant pain in the ass. I continue to stockpile the best I can some weaponry. But we all know where else are you going to spend your money because you're also going to need secondary help, which I hate to say that again, but, God, you, you need it again. You need secondary help. And whether it's a safety position, cornerback, both, I think you, can, you can't go wrong. And you can never have too many pass rushers. And, and I'm not saying that uh, it is a down year or a bad year or he's trending in the wrong direction, Rashawn Gary, but he did not have the year as opposed to prior years where he continued to ascend. So you got to wonder, did the knee injury hamper him and then a full offseason of rest and recu- recuperation and, and, and rehab, so to speak, again, and getting in shape for football rather than getting in shape to rehab a knee? Does that benefit him and then does he return to form? Or did you the knee injury created a, a little bit slower version of Rashawn Gary and do you see the decline? I mean, it's a question you have to ask. It's not pounding on Rashawn Gary because I think he's a quality player, but Every year he's ascended. Have we seen the glass ceiling get shattered or become more cement? So you got to ask yourself, do you need another outside linebacker? Do you need another pass rusher? And I, still, I think you can throw a dart at a dartboard, defensively speaking, and get an upgrade. 877-867-1670. Chad's in Green Bay. Chad, don't go anywhere. We'll get to you when we come back. I absolutely positively promise. Hang in there. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show on this. Uh, we're talking about everything on this Tuesday talking about it all on this Tuesday. Uh, Our friends at Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill, they remind you they've got a lot of good stuff going on out there, whether it's the bingo, the meat raffles that are going all throughout the the off-season here. They're going to do something for charity every weekend. So if you're looking for a great place to go and to do something charitable-wise, Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill, home of the pig porker sandwich, a great chef salad, pizzas, wraps, and sporting events on all the TVs. They have dart leagues and all that kind of stuff. They got everything. Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill in Pewaukee Lake, Lakeview Boulevard. Stop in, tell Ryan and the gang we said. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. on board had to reset oh uh, we're on the live stream for those of you that were over there i apologize but uh this is what happened i'll tell you real quick as soon as i do this uh but uh, this portion of the program brought to you by a friend to the nice ash downtown waukesha gonna be down there uh, saturday night a little bit of a cigar after the fact after the dinner coming up on Saturday, unless we uh, go out somewhere downtown, but uh, going to be over there for a little bit. Uh, and then got some stuff to do on Sunday, and I, I cannot wait for the NFC and the AFC Championship Games, Championship Weekend. Oh, I am going to be home, fire built, uh, yeah, some type of food being cooked, and uh, relaxation. It's a, it's a weird weekend where we don't have to work. It's, it's kind of strange. We have two huddles left. we got a huddle tomorrow night, 6 to 8. And then another one to close out the season before we head off to Vegas. But just a kind of a weird, it's always surreal when the season comes to an end. Uh, football more so than anything in the state of Wisconsin. Only for the fact that the Packers mean and dominate and dictate so much coverage uh, throughout the season. And really all, all year round now because the NFL is so big. But uh, once it comes to an end, it's just a little, little weird, a little surreal. Every year is a little bit of a, you get a little bit of a breather, but it's also a little bit of downtime. Kind of emotionally downtime. 
But uh, come Saturday night, going to be heading down to Nice Ash. They have uh, entertainment Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They have a terrific whiskey and bourbon club. They have a huge walk-in humidor. They're always rotating the stocks. So they're always bringing in something new. Great place to go, and I love supporting local. Uh, whether it's heading down to the Third Ward, whether it's heading over to Walker's Point, uh, you're going out to Oconomowoc uh, in some of those areas, oh, over to Menominee Falls or down to Waukesha. I love doing a lot of the stuff. Plus, whenever we get on the road, whether it's out to La Crosse or Viroqua or a lot of these different places, love those businesses, man. That's 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. The Nice Ash, theniceash.com. We'll get back into this uh, coming up here in just a minute. Um, I want to get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Chad listening to us in Green Bay. Chad, how you doing, man? What's going on? Not much, man. Good. Um, good year this year. I mean, I don't think we're quite at Super Bowl or bust. We'll see what we do next year, and then we can have that conversation. But I want to go into Longhorn for this weekend, and it's Lamar Jackson. For all the haters that doubted him, he came out the same year as Josh Allen, and his, he had a better completion percentage than Josh Allen, and yet he was told to switch positions by people. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. told Josh Allen to switch positions. What's the difference? Um, the only thing that uh, they said at the time was with with uh, Lamar Jackson because he's so incredibly athletic. He could have been a tight end. He could have been – hell, he could have been a safety the way he plays. He's got so much team speed, and, and Josh Allen doesn't have that. Josh Allen has one position that he's made for. That's it. Well, yeah, but Lamar Jackson is obviously a quarterback. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, I just, I think I know the reason, but, yeah, I'll let you go on to it. Thanks, Bill. All right, appreciate it. He drops off, you get on board. I think he's intimating that maybe it's because he's a black quarterback. I, I don't think that's it. It's just Lamar Jackson is incredibly athletic. He could play probably numerous positions. He could be a gunner on special teams. Because uh, he doesn't avoid hits, he doesn't mind taking a hit. He's incredibly athletic. He could be a tight end. He could have been a wide receiver. He could have been a D back. I mean, there's so many different things that he could have ended up being if he wanted to. He, yes, he's an incredibly talented quarterback. Uh, what has impressed me most about Lamar Jackson this year has been um, the emergence of his completion percentage and his accuracy. He's never been an incredibly accurate quarterback. He's been more of an athletic quarterback, and he's made things happen with his feet and made things off script happen, where this year he had more because his, his offensive line was upgraded. This is a, a few years back when he was heading into the postseason. It was Lamar Jackson go win it for us. Now it is a much, much more balanced team, a much more balanced team. They've got a really solid defense. They're led by their linebackers. They're good in the trenches. They've got good wide-out play. Their offensive line, and that was the other thing, his offensive line wasn't that good uh, a few years back. He's got a be- much better offensive line than he's had. It's a more balanced team, and he's become a better quarterback and even, to a certain extent, a better pocket passer than I gave him credit for, than I thought he would end up being. But he's he's been so much better. I, I, I'll agree with you. But the year that he won the MVP, he was a runner, he was off script. He was making plays because he was incredible. He was whether it was running it in or throwing it in, he was doing everything. This year he became more of a quarterback. He became more of a quarterback. 877-867-1670. And again, I apologize over in the live stream. Uh, I had to restart it. And the reason being is uh they renew uh our, our streaming service renews uh monetarily the the subscription service this time every year. They did it right in the middle of the show, 
where, where they said uh, restream, uh, you know, going to charge your credit card, your business card, and uh, we'll restart your stream. So that's what they did. They, they, they restarted the stream right in the middle of the show and changed some things and added some things, and I'm still getting familiar with it, like, on the fly. But they... It didn't pop up this morning when I when I always go in and I put all the headlines and stuff in. It didn't pop up this morning, and then right in the middle of the show, I got this you know this this red screen of death, I guess, that said uh, about to update your uh, 2024 <laughs> subscription. And sure enough, it that was it. It killed it. So uh, my apologies, but that's what happened. That wasn't us. All right, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll take more of your phone calls next year for the Green Bay Packers next season. Super Bowl or bust? Super Bowl or bust. And then an honest look at Jordan Love. Give me you if you're gonna rate the guy, what are you gonna rate the guy as? I would love to know. What are you gonna rate the guy as? Let us know. Hey, Steel Tank back open again today, Tuesday through Sunday. They have terrific lunches. Their food is just outstanding. I took a picture of that Italian bomber sandwich last week when I went out there. And uh, obviously on the weekends, uh Rally Point of uh, Steel Tank Brewing, it is open. I finally had a chance to go over there, talk to Dave, and walk through it. Oh, my God, the job they did is amazing. It is, it's a beautiful, unbelievably-sounding complex. Holds about 350 people, 350, 400 people tops. Uh, they were hoping to get it a little bit bigger, but they ended up doing so much to make it a really, truly professional-sounding stage, light show, everything. That venue is amazing. And uh, I know they spent um, probably more so than they wanted to on it, but it, every penny was worth it. Get out there to Steel Tank. It is a new music venue right out there in Oconomowoc, Robrook Lane, right behind the Exonia Bank. Steel Tank Brewing in the front, Rally Point uh, in the back, and both are absolutely fantastic. More of the Bill Michael. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back, Bill Michael Show, on this uh, icy, rainy Tuesday. Don't forget, tomorrow night, 6 to 8, we only have two of them left for the 2023-24 season. Our huddle tomorrow night, kind of putting a, a wrap on the Packers season. And then we start getting into our picks for the NFC and AFC Championship games. We'll get uh, our assessment tomorrow night. Coming up later on today... Ryan Wood is going to join us, PackersNews.com. Also, we're going to hear from Eric Branchek today, breaking down the film of the uh, the game in San Francisco. We'll get his thoughts as we go deep into personnel uh, today. And then a little bit later on in the last hour of the program, we're going to talk some Bucks basketball. Jim Ozarski makes his weekly visit uh, with us as well. So, got a lot going on. Um... 877-867-1670, uh, Give us a shout. Uh, let's go back to it. Let's go to Doug listening to us in Green Bay. Doug, what's going on, man? What's happening? Hey, guy. It's doing good. Uh, first, I'll answer your question on uh, Jordan Love, and then I got a quick comment. Okay. Uh, I th- you there? Hello? Eight quarterbacks. I- I don't know if he's going to, you know, his his stats, his rating is right up there. What do you say, number nine maybe or something like that with the rating? You know, I I think he's that good. But uh, I hope his decision-making improves, you know, and that should with with, uh, experience. There was a few times in the game where I thought he should have 
tucked the ball and ran, you know, instead of trying to force it in there. I think that'll come. I hope it does. I, I think he's got the athletic ability to run and pick up first downs that way, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but on the game itself, and as the whole team as a whole, there's just an element of this team that's missing to get them over the hump. You know, it, it's been like this for the last four or five years that they've been in the playoffs. It's it's yeah. that it comes down to that. It comes down to that one play in the game where somebody needs to step up and make that play. It's right there in front of us, and we fail to capitalize on the opportunity, be it an interception. That, yeah, or that's a great observation. And, and let me say this, because let me I'll capitalize on what you just said. You know what's missing is that Reggie White and or Charles Woodson's presence. That's right. A, a true that team guy. leader, a true superstar. Yep. yep. You know, we just don't have it. And, you know, I don't know if that's from coaching a little bit. You know, uh, I think our coach needs to be a little more demanding on these players. You know, those are my comments. You can comment yeah. on it. Thanks for your call. No, I appreciate it. When you appreciate the phone call, it, he's 100% correct. Brent Favre doesn't win a Super Bowl without Reggie White. Aaron Rodgers does not win a Super Bowl without Charles Woodson. You need that guy. And this team doesn't have it. Now, I'm not saying they don't have good players, but you need that guy, that bigger-than-life personality. You look at every team that has won a Super Bowl. They've had a personality. They've had a bigger-than-life leader. You go back to, I mean, even Clay Matthews was somewhat of that guy, but Clay wasn't a rah-rah guy. Charles spoke softly, carried a big stick, and only spoke when he needed to. And he knew towards the end of the season he had to be one of the guys to speak up. And he was. You asked Nick Collins. You asked Tremont Williams. You, you know, you asked Clay Matthews. You asked A.J. Hawk. That was the guy. That was the guy. That was the guy that when he spoke up, everybody kind of went, whoa. And he listened. I don't know who that guy is right now in that Packers locker room. I think the Packers need a vocal leader like that, Bill, totally. I also think yeah. on defense, you know, even if they're not a leader, they need a guy that can take over a game, right? They yes. need a guy that the other quarterback and the other offensive coordinator, they have to know where that guy is at all times. And they yeah. have a lot of good guys on this. I don't know that they have a game-breaker type. They need to find someone like that. Free agency, trade, draft, I don't know how, but they need one. Who then becomes, if you feel that you're good, let's say Rashawn Gary, obviously he's coming back. You got Lucas Van S, Preston Smith. Do you go out and get that outside pass rusher? Do you go out and see if there's a free agent that becomes available? Let's say Micah Parsons or Von Miller or Aaron Donald or some, one of these cats, like a Max Crosby, suddenly they become available. And I'll never forget, and it's it's a basketball vernacular, but I sat down one day and I had, uh, and I've told the story a thousand times, but I had lunch with Rick Majerus years ago, and I, I asked him what makes a championship team. And he said, every team's got certain guys every team's got a guy that's the dependable guy every team's got a guy who's kind of the the a plus student everybody that he that you can go to and you can learn from and then everybody's got that vocal leading badass everybody needs it and you can even look and say like even in kansas city your vocal leading badass you have chris jones up front but your local vocal leading badass is travis kelsey he's the badass on your offensive side it's not patrick mahomes is patrick mahomes he's phenomenal but your badass outspoken leader that's that's Travis Kelsey. You look at all these teams that have had it. You go back to, say, when Baltimore won. You had a Ray Lewis cat. You know, you go over to San Francisco and look what they have. They've got a Bosa on one side. 
They've got Armstead. They've got, you know, then you go to the other side and they've got a badass in Kittle. You know, everybody's got that guy. So who's the guy on this Packers team? You can certainly say some of the emerging guys could possibly be, you've got Aaron Jones, who's your leader right now, but could that turn into a Tucker Craft or a Luke Musgrave? But over on the defensive side of the football, when you need him to step up and need him to make a play and a guy that's going to get everybody together, who's that guy? Jair's flighty. He doesn't walk the walk nearly enough. Savage? Savage used to be a hitter. He's not really much of a hitter anymore. And he can't catch. So who's that guy that you depend upon to make the play? He's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. 877-867-1670. We're going to come right back. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.